Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Knowing that there are people out there who listen night in and night out that keeps us going. The hours can be tough sometimes. We certainly understand the grind that people go through when they work second or third shifts. We're glad that you are a faithful listener. Thank you so much. It's the After Hours Digital Experience. sometimes what will you do now that there's no football oh gosh I don't know (laughs) what will I possibly find to do now that there's no football dominating my weekends and specifically my Sundays oh man you guys have no idea I told this story earlier in the week but I'll tell it again just because it underscores the point that the NFL is all-consuming and it really does demand so much of your time and energy if you're going to cover it right And I know it's different to cover it on TV versus radio, but the NFL is a sport where fans care about the entire league, right? So it's not just a regional sport. Only people in Kansas City care about Kansas City. Only people in Seattle care about the Seahawks. Only people in Miami care about the Dolphins. It's that way in other sports, Specifically baseball, if we're comparing America's pastime to the NFL. Yes, I'm using my air quotations. In the NFL, fans all over the league care about all the other teams. It's that competitive. It's that closely connected. You got guys who are free agents, and it's a relatively small fraternity. I mean, think about the number of coaches who are resurfacing in other places. And because it's all access and because we keep such close track, and as I say, because we have a voracious appetite for it in this country, when you cover the NFL, you can't just cover one team or you can't cover one or two teams more than the rest. 
obviously the later you get into a season, you've got teams like, for instance, I'll just use this example, the Minnesota Vikings. Once they had lost Justin Jefferson and then Kirk Cousins got hurt, I know we had a couple of games where Josh, what was his last name? The the quarterback. Uh, thank you, Josh Dobbs. Uh, this is how quickly it, it's gone in the coffers of my brain somewhere. Uh, we covered that story. That was amazing to see what Dobbs did to, to get traded from the Cardinals, to step right in after, what, a day and a half with the Vikings and lead them to a couple of wins. That was cool. Once that wore off and once that ended... At what point did you ever hear the Vikings talked about really again? The worst label in the NFL would be irrelevant. You can be really, really bad. You can be really, really good. You can have quarterback issues. You can have locker room issues, blah, blah, blah. If you are irrelevant and no one's talking about you, that's the worst fate as an NFL team. So, yeah, the deeper you get into a season – I would say the the less time you have to spend on some of these other stories. But the NFL is masterful at keeping the majority of the league relevant through free agency and, of course, the extra playoff spots now. But just the fact that, and we know this is true, we see it every week, you can never get comfortable in the NFL From month to month, you've got different teams rising and falling because it's one of those leagues where we see upsets all the time in the regular season and the playoffs, or we see unexpected results. You really can't ever take your eyes off of it. And so in that regard, it's all-consuming. When I was on Radio Row in Las Vegas, I ran into a prominent NFL TV analyst. And we've been friends for a long time, going back to even before his TV career really took off. And so we were talking about whatevs. He congratulated me on getting married. He asked me how it was going. And then, you know, asked about his family and if he was going to have some time to be able to hang out with them. And what he said to me is, yes, I just want the NFL to go away. That That's what he said. Yes, I need some time with my kids. I just want the NFL to go away. This is a guy who made his living on it when he played and is now doing TV. And what he wanted is for it to go away. <laughs> that's kind of the mentality when you get to the end of the playoffs where it's seven days a week for six weeks. Actually, for seven weeks. Coming out of Christmas when I got back after my wedding break. So started Christmas Day to really catch up, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day to really catch up. Did my first show on Christmas night. And from that point on, it was seven days a week of work until the Super Bowl is done. I had to apologize to my new husband multiple times. I'm so sorry. It's not always like this. We'd be in the middle of something on a Saturday. Oh, got to shut it down so I can watch playoff games. Oh, yeah, there's three more tomorrow. Oh, and two on Monday. Hope you don't mind. It's just, it's all consuming. And so my perspective in that I can't miss you if you never go away is actually not unique. It really doesn't go away, but at least you're not connected to the television. You're not mainlining NFL games and NFL play-by-play during this part of the season. So I'm grateful for that. But when people ask me what will I do with myself after football, I can't help but laugh because it's not as though sports just stop. 
I'm a huge NASCAR fan. No, we don't talk about it a ton on the show. We will come Sunday night into Monday because it's Daytona. And Daytona is one of those events that even if you're not a huge fan, you generally recognize. It's kind of like one of the golf majors. Really looking forward to it. Always do. It means the NFL is done. I can spend my Sunday sitting in my chair. Although I guess I need to share that chair. Almost every night when Bob and I go, so we generally watch TV. We have a couple of shows we're, we're binging. So we generally watch TV while we're eating dinner. I'll say to him, do you want the chair? No, no, I like the couch. Okay, the couch is old and is not nearly as comfortable as the chair. I know he likes the chair because when I go upstairs to take naps before work or something, he'll move over to the chair. But at this point, I can't get him to sit in the chair. You have to work. I can work from the couch. (laughs) I do have my nice little setup, though, with the armchair and my end table. It's a coffee table where I've got my computer and the remotes and all that jazz. Uh, and so <laughs> I do generally tend to monopolize the chair, and and that's where I do a lot of work. But I do ask him, do you want the chair? Do you want the chair? Anyway, so maybe I'll have to give him the chair, and I will watch. But he falls asleep on the couch. I think he likes it that way. I told you guys this during the Super Bowl. It's the fourth quarter. It's the start of the fourth quarter. And I look over to see what the rest of the family is doing. And my husband's sleeping on the couch. His dog, his puppy, is sleeping at the foot of the couch. My dog is snoring on the other side of my chair. And the cat is on top of the couch sleeping as well. Four other family members all sleeping. And I'm the only one who's even paying any attention to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Just as a side note, he'll love it when I tell this story. Uh, A year ago, we hadn't had our first phone call yet. So we had been communicating via email and text, but we hadn't had our first phone call yet. And he, he and I were trying to figure out a time to talk on the phone for the first time. And he says to me, what about Sunday? Because he was kind of going through, well, I'm busy Tuesday, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. What about Sunday? It was Super Bowl Sunday. And I said to him... I really appreciate that, but we might have to wait until early next week because it's Super Bowl Sunday. And his response was, oh, I completely forgot. (laughs) And I married him anyway, believe it or not. (laughs) So, yeah, he's not big into the NFL. Loves college football. Not big into the NFL. So, true to form. He had forgotten last year, and a year later, he was sleeping on the couch during the fourth quarter of a game that went into overtime for the Vince Lombardi Trophy. I definitely married up. <laughs> I like the fact that he couldn't care less. It's so great. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I will have plenty to do this weekend. We still have not finished organizing our house. Uh, we have two rooms essentially left. We've found homes for pretty much everything. We've purged. We've donated. We've taken the trash out a bazillion times. We've set up our new shed. We've put stuff in the attic. That's all him because I really don't like attics. They creep me out. But he's crawling around in the attic crawl space, and he's putting stuff away, and he's organizing it. But we still do have two rooms. The office is half done. I moved all my stuff into boxes. He moved his stuff in. Now we have to put my stuff back out in the office. And then uh, our spare bedroom, which has really been like a staging area. Well, it's been the cat's room for however long. Uh, We're going to try to get that done this weekend, which is great. 
I have not played my piano since I got back. Uh, and if you know me, which some of you do know me, you listen on a regular basis, a piano is therapy for me. So to be able to play my piano, I haven't done it. It's kind of had stuff, like boxes all around it. Uh, but I haven't been able to play my piano in two months. Well, and even going back to before the wedding. Uh, so I'm looking forward to playing my piano. I might take two naps this weekend. Not just one on Sundays, because I will I will take a nap on Sunday afternoon. Or, actually, it's more like the evening uh, to get ready for the show, because there's no Sunday night baseball. Uh, I might take two. I might take one on Saturday and take one on Sunday and take that NFL. <laughs> um, but also, I should update you, because some of you have asked me, my dog, Penny, is, well, she's definitely at the tail end of her sweet life. Uh, she is 14 and three months now, and she's she's got melanoma, so she's got a big tumor. Well, I say big. It's an inch and a half, maybe, um, but it's, it's on the side of her jaw, on the side of her gums, and it, it's grown so fast in the last two months it's gone from being the size of maybe a little marble to boom it's really blown up the scary part is i mean she's still eating she's still walking she drinks water like she's a fish um, when i let her but the scary part is that the tumor's bleeding it's actually it's an open sore and uh so i had taken her to the vet a couple of times but took her on thursday and even though she's still functioning um it's becoming a quality of life thing and so the the vet that I have seen for, gosh, probably most of those 12 years, because I've had Penny, I adopted her right before I took this job with CBS Sports Radio. Uh, she was two and a half at the time. She is still functioning. And the doctors obviously said, you know, we can do whatever we can to help with the pain. Um, but she's very uncomfortable. And the tumor is just getting so much larger. And the fact that it's bleeding a lot more regularly now. I don't want Penny to have to go through whatever is left of her life and, and be uncomfortable and be in pain. But just really, she's so different now as a dog. Um, it's really hard to watch them get older, of course. And so the next couple weeks, I have to make the the decision that no pet owner wants to make. And I've known it's coming now for a couple of months, but doesn't make it any easier. And so uh, at this point now, it's, you know, we're giving her whatever fun food she likes. So she's eating wet food for the first time in her life. She really enjoys that extra treats because she's lost a bunch of weight too. So that's a, that's a little disconcerting, uh, but she's still sweet. That this dog still goes up and down the stairs. We can't keep her downstairs. She, I mean, she takes like a half hour to get up the stairs, but she is she just wants to be where we are. She loves Bob, which is really great because he's had a chance to meet her and spend some time with her. And he's even taken care of her a couple of times when I've had to to be away for trips. Um, but she, yeah, now she's just gets to do whatever she wants, which right now is eat snow. She just she loves to eat snow, <laughs> and so she loves the cold. She loves the winter. Hoping that I can get a you know a couple more weeks with her and just spoil her, uh, and so the the time is coming when I'll have to say goodbye to her, which is really hard. And so yeah, these last couple of weeks, as much as we've been talking about the rest of the NFL, um, I've been worried about her and trying to take care of her as best I can. And and I'm really thankful for Bob because he uh, certainly has has picked up a lot of the the responsibilities with her as well especially at night. So actually he's going away coming up. Gosh, at the end of next week, he's going to Texas uh, to, to do a bunch of stuff. And I may 
have to do some shows from home. I'm not sure. We'll see. I don't love working from home. It's actually more trouble than it's worth in many cases. Um, but to be at home with her, I think, is uh, probably a better option just in case something happens. Um, many of you have reached out to me, and I know you have older dogs or you've had older pets in the past and have had to make the tough choices. So, yeah, I'm inviting people over who know her and want to come say goodbye to her. And um, it's really sweet to know how many people uh, she has given smiles to and made happy. But that's coming up sometime in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, if I'm doing a radio show and I randomly just start crying, you'll just have to accept it. It's crazy. I said goodbye to a cat in 2020. I'd had her for 18 years. I adopted her when she was three weeks old and she lived until she was 18 and I blubbered like a baby for a week and a half over a cat. And I, this is my first dog that I've ever adopted myself. And we had dogs my entire life growing up. But this is the first dog I've ever had myself as an adult. And she was a rescue, but I say all the time she rescued me. Um, and so I can't even imagine my life without her. She's been running my life for 12 years. And I can't even imagine not having her there. So it's going to be really hard. Um, so yeah, I know many of you can identify it's, I mean, it's the downside of having pets and I wouldn't trade it because they, they're amazing and what they do, um, how they enhance lives and, and the, the emotions and the joy, the laughter, the fun. I mean, this has been the best pet I've ever had. And I, <laughs> it's funny too, because when Bob and I were getting married, uh, you know, he's bringing a puppy into the the marriage. I'm bringing a cat. He's bringing a puppy. And I had said to him, well, when, when we do lose Penny, I really want to adopt another dog. He said, okay, I love dogs. Well, now I my thought is I will never find another dog like Penny, so I don't want to adopt another dog. So we'll see. We'll see if that wears off. I know my mom and her husband went through that and within three weeks they had <laughs> new dogs. So yeah, I think, uh, thank you for all of your kind words. Many of you have reached out, uh, which is really sweet of you. But if randomly I start blubbering on the air in the next couple of weeks, you'll know why. Uh, I can certainly see that happening. As much as I would like to prevent it, I could certainly see that happening. Um, so I'll have to post some new pictures of Penny because she's a sweet girl. And now she's got a puppy that just is like a Texas tornado running underneath her and all around her and jumping on her. And Penny's pretty calm. So she kind of takes it all in stride, but she's sweet. There's nobody like Penny. And uh, you all have been really good to, to love her too, as I've shared her with you over the last couple of, well, I guess, gosh, it's been a decade now. So on that note, well, that was depressing, but thank you for caring. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. What do we want to do next? A little bit more from Major League Baseball as they get set to go full bore into spring training. Um, we know the Dodgers and Padres will start early. In fact, they're just over a month away. Um, and <laughs> this is something I didn't know until Ryan alerted me to it. I actually had no idea. I guess it's a product of the NFL being so crazy. They're changing uniform providers, and the players are not happy about it. <laughs> this is... Uh, it's laundry. It's an issue of laundry. And yet you know how athletes are. Really humans. We're creatures of habit, right? So if we get comfortable with something. Do you remember when the NFL started changing helmets and prototypes? And, and even Tom Brady waited until the last possible second to change helmets because he refused. He didn't want a new one. Gosh, Antonio Brown threw hissy fits over it. 
Um, that's a name I haven't thought of in a while. So, yeah, they're they're changing uniform providers, and I, I guess the players think they're relatively cheap. Uh, so, so we'll talk about that because why not? It's a Friday morning. Good morning to you. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Of all the things to complain about, I guess what you're wearing, 162 games or 162 days, roughly. Sometimes there can be double headers. But this is the top storyline, the top headline in spring training to this point. Certainly not free agency, right? Because there are a lot of big names that don't yet have homes other than Shohei Otani. But the players are trying to get comfortable in New Jersey's. And a lot of them are not happy. I don't know that we have to call them any type of uh, you know, clothes hog or <laughs> uh, the the type of a... Wh- what's the name for a guy who really cares about his clothes? What is, what's the nickname for that guy? Weird. Uh, no. No, uh... <laughs> so, Ryan, you don't care. You wouldn't care if they were cheap unis. I, I would if I was an MOB player, I would care. And if I'm paying $180 as a fan, I'd care. Right, that's the truth. If you're gonna buy a jersey, you don't want it to be cheap. But that's what the players are saying. A lot of them, uh, because Nike is has teamed up with Fanatics, and <laughs> the uniform has a name. The jerseys have a name. Nike Vapor Premier. When okay, so when you hear Vapor, what do you think? Water, wet. <laughs> when I hear vapor, I think airs, as in they're going to have holes in them and a lot of ventilation. I don't know why. So they're called the Nike Vapor Premier. And Nike is claiming that this new version of the jersey that they're providing for all MLB teams, because this is a contract that they've got with baseball, it's softer, lighter, and stretchier. <laughs> That's the selling point. Softer, lighter, and stretchier than the old uniforms. But the players, they don't love it. Apparently, uh, a lot of different reporters are talking to players. And from clubhouse to clubhouse, you've got guys who are criticizing them. They don't fit well. They look cheap. That part I love. Uh, when I was a kid growing up, I couldn't have cared less about brand names. My, my brother went through this phase where he could only wear brand name items, whether it be shoes, whether it be clothes. Uh, he, yeah, he was big into his brand names. And so my mom started this new rule where if we wanted to buy clothes other than what we needed, so socks and underwear type of thing, we had to buy them ourselves. It had to come out of our allowances or out of, at that point, I already had a job. I don't remember if my brother had a job or not. But, yeah, we had to pay for our own extra clothes. And so my brother would save up all his money just so he could buy brand-name shoes and brand-name clothes. Meanwhile, uh, I went for volume more than I went for brand. So they're still Nikes, but they're Nike fanatics. And the the players are saying, no, no bueno. Uh, these do not feel right they don't look right they they're complaining about the lettering <laughs> it's ba- it's bad if you see a picture it of it, is. it's bad they don't compare they they don't look as hmm as sharp as what the previous ones did 
Although I suppose after a while, or I guess there are probably some fans that won't even notice. Probably most fans won't even notice. And after a while, I guess we'll get used to them like we do with other uniform changes. Uh, But Rob Manfred, he was asked about the new jerseys as well. I think you know in baseball, any new initiative, there's going to be some negative feedback. Um, (laughs) First and most important, uh, these are Nike jerseys. I mean, we entered this partnership with Nike because of who they are and the kinds of products that they produce. Um, everything they've done for us so far has been absolutely 100% successful across the board. Um, the jerseys are different. They're designed to be performance wear as opposed to what has traditionally been worn, so they are going to be different. But they have been tested more extensively than any jersey in any sport. Uh, the feedback from the All-Star game last year where the jerseys were worn was uniformly positive from the players. So I think after people, you know, wear them a little bit, I think that they're going to be really popular. <laughs> All right. So maybe at this point, the fashionistas in Major League Baseball are not happy with them. Though it is kind of funny that right as players are starting to complain about it, Nike and MLB release a you know, a a statement with quotes from some guys who were saying how much they love them. The one guy from the All-Star game, he's like, I used to sweat three times through jerseys. (laughs) Now I only need one. This is my favorite is Ronald Acuna. Feeling free in the jersey is the best feeling in the world. Feeling free in the jersey. What does that mean? So I, fe- I feel free. Campaign for it is. cologne. No, they did that. Adley Rutschman of the Orioles, much more breathable. See what I mean about the air, the air vents, with vents on the numbers and better airflow all around. <laughs> oh my gosh, these guys are definitely snappy. They're snappy dressers. Uh, N- Nolan Arenado, it's almost like wearing my favorite shirt out on the field. Huh. All right. So. You've got Nike pushing back, but there are others who maybe don't want to be identified uh, who are saying that they don't feel well, they're really thin and cheap, and they're not the same as what we had. (laughs) Yeah, Cheap is not a word that you want to be using around the uniforms, especially when baseball is going to turn around and try to sell these, right? (laughs) Could you imagine Detroit, like first week of the season, and you're wearing breathable light jerseys Cleveland Cleveland Minnesota yeah like they're gonna be freezing yeah Boston New York Philadelphia it's like the World Series in October November and they're freezing right they're gonna have to wear two or three different long sleeve shirts underneath um but there's so there's one not everybody wanted to be quoted uh but there was one player from the Angels who really got upset about it uh he actually was pulling out some of the new tops and pants and showing that the colors don't match. (laughs) Baseball, what are you doing? You're giving them jerseys and pants and the colors don't match? Yeah, I guess they've been pointing and laughing at at how the uh, spacing and the words look and how they're smaller. I mean, kind of like the whole... Checking the uh, the pitcher's hands and gloves for any sticky substance. Remember how that was all the rage for about two weeks? 
and then it died down and we heard almost nothing about it the rest of the way. People were so incensed over it. Uh, pitchers were talking about it all the time, but fans too. And now it'll be the same with the uniforms. In the United States of America, really just in 2024 culture, I would assume it's this way in most parts of the country, or Western culture at least, we get so fired up over what can only be described as relatively insignificant. We get fired up. It goes viral. It makes headlines. People get upset. And then after a couple of minutes, okay, after a couple of weeks, we lose interest. We find another shiny object to obsess over. So, yeah, I I can imagine that it's all part of the plan with Nike and MLB. Get these guys comfortable in their new paper uniforms. And... (laughs) And then by the time they hit the actual start of the season, they'll stop complaining about them. Though Taylor Ward says it looks like a replica. It could be great when you're out there sweating. It may be breathable. But from the looks of it, it's not a $450 jersey. Oh, no. Wait, what are they going to sell these for? $180 for the fans. (laughs) No, stop it. That's just wrong. And it's up from last year. You make it cheaper, and you make it with less material, and you try to sell it as though it's breathable and lighter, and it's broken in like your favorite T-shirt. I mean, I got a lot of favorite T-shirts. Some of them are threadbare. I have this one T-shirt. This is my favorite. Ryan, you'll have to decide what your oldest piece of of clothing is. My oldest piece of clothing is a a Celtics T-shirt from when I was a freshman in high school, long time ago. It was my brother's. I liked it. I stole it out of his drawers. Now, he would see me wear it now and then and be like, hey, that's my shirt. Never gave it back. I still have it, but I cannot wear it out of the house unless there's something under it because it's threadbare. I don't think that's what we want here. (laughs) We don't want threadbare jerseys where these poor guys are freezing to death or it just looks tacky. Can you figure out what your oldest piece of clothing is? I have a lot of old T-shirts. I love old, I, I just, old T-shirts are the best. Usually I'm a big fan of like keeping undershirts and like graphic T-shirts and just wear them to sleep. Yes, that's I, what I do. I wear these old ones to sleep. Yeah, I don't know specifically which one though because mm. there's just a bunch of them. Those are the best. They're super comfortable. But would you want to wear them to work? No. <laughs> I would not wear them outside the house. <laughs> so yeah, apparently in some cases the whites are not the same color. <laughs> that's bad. Careful what you buy. Uh, Baseball fans, just be careful that you're getting quality. Be willing to send it back or jump on a sale. Yeah, it'll flame out. There'll be something else to complain about. Until you see one person's name where it's like a circle. Because that's another issue. Because the spacing with the letters. Mm -hmm. People who have like long last names like Isaiah Connor falefa Christian Encarnacion Strand. It's like it's going to be a whole <laughs> circle. It's a, it's a whole rainbow mm, around the number. Because it's in an arc. Yep. And so it just keeps going around. That might be a novelty until they fix that. I don't know how they would fix that. Get better jerseys. Right. That that for sure. Uh, but, you know, baseball is all about finding ways to cut, to cut corners, really. This has been Rob Manfred's entire tenure. Trotting out something new and having to put out fires while everyone complains about it. And then sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't. And so then he has to pivot and try again. But yeah, it's uh, it may not be a fan base that is as large as it used to be across the board. I mean, baseball's fan base is shrinking and, and getting older, but it's still vocal. 
and you don't mess with baseball traditions. That's the thing. And so I don't know. I'm going to withhold. Well, I wouldn't spend $180 on a shirt anyway. No. At negative Ghost Rider. The Vapor. The Vapor. <laughs> so that I can be vaporized. Nope. All right, on Twitter, A-Law Radio, coming up, it's a new thing where coordinators now do introductory press conferences. It's not just for head coaches. It's not just for starting quarterbacks. Nope. It's not just for high-priced free agents. It's for coordinators as well, especially when we know their names and they're popping up again. We hadn't seen them in a while, like Cliff Kingsbury. It's after hours on our Facebook page, on YouTube. We got a brand new video behind the scenes in Las Vegas. Jay's on vacation, but he left us with his gift. So check it out on YouTube. Uh, my Twitter is ALaw Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. I was saying this earlier as I've been thinking about it this week, but when did it become a thing for coordinators to have their own introductory press conferences? Uh, These days, we've come to expect, obviously, head coaches, general managers when they're hired, and there generally is about a quarter of the league that seems to turn over uh, in those positions every year. It's all about what have you done for me lately. Uh, But now when it comes to coordinators, they also have press conferences. And certainly it's part of the all-access nature of the NFL. The league wants these guys front and center, wants events, quote-unquote, on a daily basis so that there are still headlines. I don't know that press conferences are required for that, but because of the nature of the game where we're obsessed with quarterbacks and we're obsessed with – Again, not just head coaches anymore, uh, but knowing who the coordinators are. Gosh, knowing who the officials are. When I first started in this business, most people couldn't name the coordinators, much less the officials on the field. And now we're on a first-name basis with all of them. You know, Bill. Bill, who was the lead referee in 
the Super Bowl. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, let's start with Dallas because in this respect, um, the Cowboys had to replace Dan Quinn. So Quinn goes to Washington. He takes that job with the commanders. Uh, and in the meantime, leaves behind a defense that was among the best in the league until they got to the playoff game and got just completely punked by the Packers. Oh, I like that. Punked by the Packers. That could be a hashtag. The defense, according to Micah, Micah Parsons, who did his podcast, I think three weeks later, he couldn't even show his face. That's how embarrassing and humiliating it was against Green Bay. So as much as people wanted to point to the failings of the offense, and certainly uh, Dak Prescott did not have a great game, um, but the defense just allowed Green Bay to pile up the points really before the game, well, before the offense ever got warmed up for Dallas. And so now it's Mike Zimmer who, of course, knows Mike McCarthy really well because they were both coaching in the NFC North together, McCarthy with the Packers, and overlapping with Mike Zimmer when he was the head coach of the Vikings from 2014 to 2021. And no, I didn't remember the exact dates. I had to go back and look it up. But yeah, they, they're familiar with one another from their days in the North. The relationship I had with Mike and even the conversations that we've had since I've been here, you know, telling stories about when we played up in Green Bay or they played in Minnesota and then, uh, you know, with Jerry and Steven and uh, those things. But I've had such great respect. You know, I, I actually told him the same thing when I was in the NFC. Uh, North, he was the one I respected the most. You know, they were the best team. They were the most well-coached. You know, their teams played the right way. And so we tried to emulate a lot of those things and so that we could could, uh, hopefully compete against them. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Is that how the phrase goes? I really stink at uh, cliches. I get them wrong all the time. So if I got it wrong, I once said, okay, I don't want to give it away. So... When you are new to something, the phrase is, now I said wet behind the ears, which of course, (laughs) Ryan, your face. Do you know the phrase? No, but wet behind the ears just sounds uncomfortable. Right. It's not that. Green. I think it's green behind the ears. Not a cliche that I use a lot of times. Wait, maybe it's not because green is when you're sick. Well, right. Okay, that's the emoji. But green is also when you're new to something. When you're a rookie, you're green. So is it green behind the ears? No, it's maybe. Is it wet behind? No, I don't know. Shoot. Now I talk myself in and out of the wrong and the right thing. You are a young gun. You are a young gun. That's easier. Green behind the ears. Let's see. Maybe I did get it right the first time. Huh. What does being green behind the ears mean? Yeah, inexperienced. Green. Oh, no, I had it right the first time. Wet behind the ears It's is the same as green. What I said was green behind the ears. See how good I am at cliches? That's a bad cliche. Right? It really is. No one wants to be wet behind the ears. I'm not even sure what that means. But I said it wrong on the show. I combined green with the behind the ears part. And I'm constantly getting cliches wrong. So feel free to correct me when I get some wrong. I don't know many. (laughs) No. I know the broken clock is right two times a day. That's about it. That's true. That's a good one. That sounds like something you would get from a grandparent. All the time. Even the broken clock is right two times a day. All right. I probably could get that one wrong, too. 
I don't know how I got on that from Mike Zimmer. Imitations. Thank you. Oh, because I did imitation as the sincerest form of flattery, and actually I feel like I nailed that. Boom. Uh, it's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm not telling you my name. It's it's not important right now. Uh, so, Mike, so Mike Zimmer has been out of football since 21 when he was fired by the Vikings. But what you may not know, especially if you are, oh, wait for it, wet behind the ears as an NFL fan, he spent a lot of years in Dallas. Uh, this goes back to even before I was working in the business. He started in Dallas. Now, I remembered him as the D.C., he was the defensive coordinator there uh, at the turn of the century. So 2000 for I don't know, half dozen years, maybe. But he was on that staff as a coach going back to 94, which I did not know. I looked up his history. He was in Dallas on the Cowboys staff from 1994 to 2006. So we're talking about already 12 seasons, 12 years in which he was getting comfortable in Dallas. And I had to go back and look because I did not remember all of the different coaches uh, that he coached under. So Barry Switzer, Chan Gailey, I remembered. Um, who else was there? So it, it was it predated Jason Garrett, so it wasn't that. Was it Bill Parcells? No. Shoot, who? See, I looked it up, and now I can't even remember all the different coaches uh, who were there going back to that time. But I it, I counted four of them. He coached under four different guys in Dallas. Now, that rarely happens anymore because you don't have coaches who keep around someone else's staff members. Generally, that doesn't happen. Every now and then, you'll have one who's a holdover, but for the most part, not. Uh, Yeah, it was Bill Parcells. Oh, see? I don't get everything wrong off the cuff. Bill Parcells was at the end of his tenure there before, but now he's brought back, and and he always said he wanted to return to Dallas, which is cool, so welcome back, Mike Zimmer. I've always loved Dallas. I've always loved the Cowboys. I've had a chance a lot of times. Mike and I were on a committee together, so we were able to, to, uh, you know, kind of talk away from football. Um, Back in the day, we are on the John Madden committee, and then, um, then, you know, did I ever think I'd be back? I don't know. I always kind of hoped I would be. Um, you know, when when uh, when my time was off, I'd had some phone calls of going places, and um, I wanted to be somewhere where I knew people and I trusted people. Um, and so when this opportunity came up, I was excited. This is his fifth head coach that he's worked under with the Cowboys. That's got to be some kind of a record. Oh, my goodness. Barry Switzer, Chan Gailey, Dave Campo is the one that I couldn't pull out of my brain. Bill Parcells and now Mike McCarthy. And Mike Zimmer has been part of all of those staffs. Wow. Also, he doesn't want to go in and change a bunch of stuff, which you can imagine is is accurate. Just wants to keep them uh, working in the same direction. Now, same division. Dan Quinn, who's now in Washington, hires Cliff Kingsbury. Remember, Eric Bieniemy had this job as the offensive coordinator and assistant head coach under Ron Rivera, but now they've shifted to Cliff Kingsbury. And, of course, quarterback is the major question. So what kind of quarterback would you like, Cliff? Uh, the Chiefs quarterback. That'd help. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, don't I lie. do think the game, as you can see, you watch those guys, Brock and him at the end, like when the money's on the table, you got to be able to make some plays. Um 
with your feet move around enough to escape a bad play. And it doesn't mean you got to run like Lamar or Kyler Murray, but you better be able to move a little bit and um, buy yourself some time because the, the D-line, the rushes, the defense these days are so good. And, and then the intangibles, you know, you want that player to be the hardest worker on your team. You want him to lead those guys um, each and every day when, when he shows up in the building. You want him to lift the building up, and um, that's why those guys make the type of money they do. This happens every now and then. Magically, the audio just turns on in studio. It's really weird. See? You hear it? It's a ghost. It is. I swear to you, it happens just before 5 o'clock Eastern time, just before 2 a.m. Pacific, because someone starts fiddling with the TVs in another room. We're all connected. I wish we could have our own TVs. Uh Uh-oh. I'm trying, but we really can't have our own TVs. We can't have nice things. Don't worry, him. There we go. Phew. Okay. Anyway, uh, thank you to Richard, who says Dave Campo. He filled in the blanks for us. But, yeah, uh, that's in Dallas where Mike Zimmer takes over as the the, the uh, D.C. and now Cliff Kingsbury, who was the Cardinals head coach. And what happened there? Well, he and Kyler Murray were just different generations. Uh, he used to call it a Gen Z thing all the time when Kyler would throw a temper tantrum. Oh, okay. Well, let's hope it works out a little better there in Washington. What type of quarterback he'd like? Patrick Mahomes. Brock Purdy. He mentions Brock in there, too. Well, we'll get right on that. Wouldn't every team like that? One hour to go. Good morning to you. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 